Hi, this is Kate Asterson, founder of the Pop Culture Hero Coalition. This is Nightingale of the Extreme Justice League. This is Mark Animal Mac Young. This is Temper from the Washington Initiative. Hey, everybody, this is Eric the Smoke Moran. This is Wedget, New Jersey's number one real-life superhero. You're listening to Heroes 101 Radio. Why you should listen to Heroes is beyond me. It's Superhero, and you know what to do. I hope you have a super one. prepared for the beginning of the show and then I hear the intro with all those amazing people and and I still get starstruck I really do and a little verklempt now now that we have a we've added superhero onto our bumper for all eternity so he lives here and watches over our show um hey heroes how are you welcome to heroes 101 radio uh in short it's a radio show about real life superheroes for real life superheroes brought to you by real, real life superheroes. superheroes. <laughs> we're not crazy and we can't well. We're not crazy and we can't uh we can't walk through walls. Um like the Kool-Aid man. Maybe some of us can. Uh we can't melt things with our eyes yet. But we all uh have the amazing super superpower of giving a damn when other people don't. And if you don't think that's a superpower, you really are paying attention to the world around you. So with that, I'd like to bring on my, uh, my co-host and bud, uh, my future vice president, when uh, <laughs> my future vice president, uh, when, when uh, the current president decides to step down from the Real Life Superhero group, uh, all the way from Florida, 3,000 miles away from us, but always close in heart. Impact! Woo! Hey, that's me. That is you, buddy. How's it um, going, everybody? Man, are you hot over there? Always. That's just, you know, part yeah, of being in Florida. Yeah, it's exactly. just him. It's just you. You're just hot, dude. That's it. You're hot, but uh, awkward. Um, so, yeah, because California right now is on fire. Um, again, yeah, I don't know how it, we're hotter than you guys. I know it's ridiculous, right? Plus, we've got ash dropping down um, because you know it was really important for people to find out what the gender identity of their new baby was, and to light off pyrotechnics to start the latest massive wildfire burning in California right now. That was just a stroke of genius, right there, guys. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's hot as hell, and uh, for us. You know, because we're not used to uh, hot temps. But the reason I'm bringing up the climate is because it keeps getting weirder every year. And what is it? Denver had a 60-degree climate difference just two, three days. They went from, like, you know, almost 100 down to snow. They actually had snow last night. Psycho. It's psycho weather. It's the apocalypse. So enjoy yourselves while you can. Eat cake. Right, Nightbug? Yes. 
<laughs> you were about to. <laughs> I was looking for a good sound clip, and I'm like, yeah. So Nightbug is is <laughs> Nightbug is our amazing sound guy. Oh, That's what she said. <laughs> so anyway, hey hey guys, um, welcome. You know what? We actually have. I'm 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 starting off with just a tiny bit of levity because we do have a really serious um, topic today. So serious that. Uh, we have two guest speakers who feel very strongly about it. And what we do is before every show, we invite you to please join in, join in. You want to, you know what? We're not, we're not trying to be in an empty echo chamber here. You know, we're not, Hey, you got to agree with us. That's it. Screw you. No, bring. I mean, your... if you go and your mic cuts out, that just happens. Yeah. That, that just happens. So <laughs> Like you, please don't have your mic cut out. Impact's testing out his new, uh, his new cool uh, headphones right now. So and the mic. So yeah, we got to we got Yeah, don't touch your ear, bud. That's that's why. Leave it alone. Uh, it's like Corona I know, all over again. I know this guy. <laughs> but um, but really, this this uh was this whole topic, this episode was brought to our attention by someone that we love and admire. Uh, in the real life superhero community, uh, whose real name is Tree Song, and Tree Song also, speaking of climate change, happens to be a huge advocate and the most outspoken one I know of in the RLSA. He actually has a radio show of his own, um, which I will ask him to plug in a little bit. And and climate change is is paramount to um, his activism, um, climate change awareness rather. So, uh, but he suggested he was bringing up a really good topic in in our um, in our online meeting about what happened in Portland with the shootings with a 17 year old kid who brought a gun uh, semi-automatic to to a Portland protest. Now, what was striking about it was just just hours before that he had been uh, there were pictures of him actually doing community work, uh, helping to remove graffiti from a wall uh, and that that reminds us a lot of real life superheroes that we've seen who will do community service and then go out and do patrols. We are very concerned with is, is the comparison because that could very well have been a real life superhero um, going out with a gun because it, it has happened. Was. It almost was, right? It almost was if not for the grace of God or whatever other thing you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Certain factions are certainly treating it like he was a hero. Of course they are. Um, yeah. People with guns can do no wrong to certain factions. Um, but the, uh, the point that we're, we're trying, what we're trying to talk about tonight, what we, like I said, we invite you to, to join in on the conversation, uh, especially if you're a real life superhero tonight. And if you, even if you're not, we, we'd like to hear your two cents. Um, is guns? This has been this has been a hot topic in the real life superhero community ever since I've been here since 2011. Guns to be armed or not to be armed while you're out of control. With that, well, I'm just the weapons in general. Right. What kind are, of weapons exactly? Important to discuss. Yeah. Exactly because you and I both favor our our weapon of choice is a staff because it's also a walking stick. But those can be not not as lethal as a uh, as a gun. You know, you can't kill them. But if you watch Walking Dead, you know they can absolutely be used <laughs> as as killing weapons. So 
um, yeah, this is this is uh, the topic tonight. And to, and to clarify for the listeners, when 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 Rock says weapon of choice, it doesn't mean that we go out as superheroes and carry both staffs. No, she just no means that we both like them, and we have discussed like if you if you had one, what would it be? Exactly. That's that's what I meant to say. We we'll talk about whether or not we carry weapons, and if so, what kind uh in the conversation but uh yeah that that thank you for clarifying that that's important um with that i'd like to bring on uh tree song we will also be bringing on we tonight it's tree song and thomas strange also known as old school and uh there are our guest speakers and uh, as soon as old school comes on we will bring him on but right now it is tree song welcome tree song thank you yeah thank you for having me Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta have the applause. Yes. We 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 don't get to have Tree Song on our show very often, so his presence here just yes, it warrants the, the applause. Thank you, sir, for coming out, and thank you for suggesting such a, a, a it is a very um like I said hot topic uh, because there are those who who are very outspoken about the weapons that they bring and and the reasons that they they you know. They justify bringing them. So, um, but I'm going to turn this over to you uh, to 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 begin the discussion, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. I can get us started at least a little bit. Um, part of why the discussion came to me as an idea is because I saw, you, you know, at first the the sort of content bubble I'm in. All of the posts I saw about the shooter were very negative immediately. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. was my immediate perception of him. But then it gave me pause to understand a little bit why some people are supporting him, to see him, you know, to see him through his own eyes, I guess. You know, he's there going in the community, cleaning up graffiti. He sees himself as a hero. So I think we need to address that as real-life superheroes to be sure, you know, we're not going to fall into a similar trap where we end up in some other community with a gun, killing people, and then realizing, oh, maybe that wasn't a good idea, you know. Exactly. Uh, and that could have happened with, uh, in when I referred to it happening before in the real-life superhero community, um, there was an instance in April of 2012? 2012. April 2012, where a real-life superhero who calls himself Beasting. Um, Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I can try to edit that later. We actually can. So yeah. a real life superhero had brought out a, uh, well, it's pretty common knowledge, but you're right, uh, had brought a shotgun with him uh, on patrol. Yeah. And I remember, that. There, remember that? There was an altercation. There, it was a it was a fight over a, a loud music complaint. That's what started it, what triggered it triggered sorry no pun intended there and um unfortunately there was a scuffle between the rlsh and uh the the person whose music was too loud and the the shotgun discharged and it went through uh a, a mobile home uh one or two of them and luckily no one was killed but we all know that could have ended very differently uh he did go to jail for 102 days and then, uh, you know, finally accepted a plea bargain. Um, but that, that's 
and we do know of other real life superheroes that have carried also. Um, so you're right. It, it could very well have been one of us, like Impact was saying earlier. Where do we, we can't police each other other than verbally, other than the college, which has been happening a lot lately. The, a lot of, of calling out of, of finally, and I'm very happy to hear it after so many years, we'll call each other out. Uh, oftentimes, unfortunately, it's met with, with people doubling down on the, the terrible behavior as opposed to um, going, hey, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this or that. But with this, really, w- what can you do? What can you, you know, how, how are we going to discourage new guys or even vets to, to not carry? And should we? Yeah. Well, and that's, I think the conversation is the start because it's, you know, without the conversation, people are just going to fall into their own camps and, you know, nothing's going to change. And uh, that, you know, at some point in the next few months, I think there's going to be a, you know, a shooting that's going to happen, just like this shooting happened. So we need conversation to avoid that, that reality. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I'm, my views on guns are shaped by my, like my mixed life experience. I grew up in the Chicago area and I moved to Southern Illinois. And those are two places with very different views on what guns are, what their role is in society. So, um, I can understand why some people do want to carry uh, firearms for for hunting, for protection. I think we need to be very careful when we consider how we're going to engage with the community when we're carrying a firearm. I mean, that's a problem that is being raised right now by the Black Lives Matter movement in terms of people who are, you know, trained police who bring a firearm into a situation and then they end up escalating it you know, either unintentionally or intentionally, and then killings happen. And so if that's what's happening with people who go through hours and hours of training in policing, then, you know, imagine someone who doesn't have that training coming into a community with a gun and then, you know, getting into a conflict situation. <laughs> it's just a bog of my mind that the danger that's raised by that. I, I think... I was going to say, I think one of the things, and if you've listened to this podcast before, whenever, one of my, my complaints with lots of, especially with ROSH, is that we take a lot of our ideas from movies. So things like montage make us feel like we can learn things in 10 minutes or, or things like, um, or, 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 you know, people just get these ridiculous ideas based on movies. And one of the things they always have in movies is people will be having a fight and then one dude pulls a gun, and everyone stops, freezes, and backs up slowly with their hands in the air, and be like, "Hey, man, calm down, calm down." And that's often not what happens because gun, weapons in general, but guns specifically, trigger this very fight or flight thing. And that calm down, calm down thing is the flight response. But that's not the only one that happens. A lot of people get more agitated when there's a gun, and and that's when bad things really start to happen. So carrying, uh, so people think they're going to be de-escalating by carrying a weapon, but in fact they're probably making matters worse. There, there, uh, there are so many instances uh, when when all of the um, the heavy show of force was removed from um, Portland. Suddenly they started having quieter, um, peaceful protests 
So <clears throat> you take out that that huge. You're right. It's just just escalating force there with with everything you know with the armed militia practically out there. There, things just escalated as soon as they were moved. Peaceful protest. Yeah, and that's once again. That's part of the irony of the timing too. Is they there was sort of this demonstration that when when you removed a lot of the you know like uh, heavy armed police presence, then there was a lot more peaceful demonstration going on. But then you reintroduce the guns through these less, uh, you know, less organized militia folks who are, you know, who it resulted in the shooting. So, you know, clearly they're not vetting. And it comes to mind, like his age comes to mind, too, because, you know, I know a lot of RLSH who will, who will say we're not going to take anyone under 18 because, you know, just certain brain development things where if you're like – 15, 16, 17, you know, even 18, you know, your self-control is still developing and maybe it's not a good idea to give you a gun and put you in a foreign community. Right. Well, think about it. I mean, at 17, you're not even legally allowed to drink yet, yet you're allowed to carry a, a, uh, a killing weapon in, in the chat room. uh, Dave Proteus says, I'm a gun person raised with guns, trained with guns, Trained for armed carry as a security officer. If you feel the need to arm yourself expecting, quote-unquote, trouble while out doing RLSH activities, you shouldn't be out doing RLSH activities. And I want to say amen to that because I, I'm a gun owner. I'm a gun person trained, night bugs trained, extensively trained. We had a, um, a training course that we could pay for through our martial arts school that actually trained police officers in our area, extra training. Um, it was a double weekend course. And um, I was a hunter before. I've never in 10 years felt the need to carry a gun while I was doing my RLSH patrol. Um, I felt the need to wear a vest, but I've never wanted to pull a trigger or, or you know, n- never even considered that I might have to pull the trigger uh while out on patrol. I, that's just my personal experience, but <clears throat> I've been out on patrol with people who did bring guns to a homeless outreach, and I'll get to that uh, in a minute. But first, I'd like to bring on, um, along with Tree Song, we, we also have Thomas Strange, old school, holding as well. And I know I know old school for years has had his opinions on uh, on. <laughs> Guns and the RLSH and and the militarization of the RLSH, haven't you, old school? I have, and thank you very much for bringing me up. It's one of the very few things that we've ever disagreed on. <laughs> yeah. And that's did pretty I, did mildly. I, did, did I disagree on that? I didn't. Did uh, I disagree with you? We, 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 we've had disagreements on this in the past. Oh, my. Um, okay. More okay. specifically... More loving disagreements and headbutting disagreements. I've had some headbutting disagreements too, um, yeah. but not with you. As you know, um, I do not like the RLSH going out there, even looking like they're in the military, and that includes uniforms. People see a uniform and they see something that looks military, or they see an armed person in their living room. Because let's face it, when we're in a homeless encampment, that's where we are. They react a certain way. Now I'll refer you back to. 
any situation that me, you, and the bug were in. Bug, do you remember the situation where it was a beret that almost got us into a big fight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that that's, story, a, my friend. that's a favorite talking point. That story. Yeah. Now, we're you, you guys know that for years we've done our um, our old school startedist on our needle pickup um, outreaches uh, every weekend, right? And uh, right through, like he said, when you're walking through these homeless camps, you're in someone's living room. So old school would wear something that can best be described as a Mormon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's, it's Indiana Jones meets, meets Mormons knocking at your door. So he had the white shirt and the, the, the tie and the really cool hat that, that survived every type of weather. So not, not scary looking at all. But we went one time with, and everybody knows Eon, Corey. Corey. Terrific guy. A wonderful guy. Very, if you want somebody on your team, have Corey. He's amazing. Uh, military trained, very, uh, very smart, very level-headed guy. Uh, and he, but he always wears a beret. You know, usually it's just, it's, it's style, but it's also, he's bald. He shaved his head. So um, it's, you know, cover up, warm. He had it when we Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, right, when we were out there in Biloxi. Uh, so he, he was with us and we're walking you know, there, there was this guy, this really tall guy. How, how, what is he, like six foot? Now, he looked, maybe because he was meditating. He's at least as tall as Corey, and Corey's fairly tall. Six foot something. And and the guy saw us walking up, and, and he wasn't off put by a, a, any of us until he saw Corey's beret. And for some reason, he... Well, it was, to be fair, yeah. it was Corey's entire look it was very military. Mm-hmm. All True. black, lots of straps. Yeah. Very military looking. Yeah. True. And he, uh, maybe wearing all black isn't always the greatest idea. In case <laughs> everyone listening. Yeah, wise ass, we hear you. We've added color. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's true. It's true. Wearing all black, I see it now, you guys. I see it now. And what you guys were saying for all these years, I go, wow, that really does look like you're the shooter. That's what you look like. You look like you're yeah. the shooter. Be careful. Um, but yeah, Corey, you, the guy just, just target locked on Corey. And was sure that Corey was there to do him harm because he looked military. So what was our so what was our de-escalation tactic? And we, we had to get the one. yeah we get the hell out of the had him socks had him stuff and to back the hell out of his living room so to speak. And, so. and uh, Ian uh, Ion a terrific guy just did not want to take that goddamn hat off. I'm like take off the goddamn hat. You're making yeah. this guy nervous. <laughs> yeah. We finally yeah. talked him into taking off the stupid hat, and the guy calmed right down, took some socks, took some candy bars. I moved us over a block, and I said, you know, what went wrong there? <laughs> yeah. And we talked yeah. about it. Um, now, you know that I've been anti-military and anti-gun since I, I came on, and even anti-weapon. Um, I know we all like our toys. Uh, the few times we, we have butted heads is I don't like carrying pepper spray. I don't like carrying tasers. I love uh, one of the weapons that I remember seeing was these cool teaser gloves. So cool. Don't want to have them because, you know, if these weapons are found on us or if these weapons are, God forbid, used, it's a huge liability for us. Plus, are we going out there to help people or are we going out there to harm people? And another part of that is, you know, this kid that was the shooter, he was out there and he said to protect a gas station. 
So that's a group that valued property, insured property, over human life. And I, I, I fear that some of the RLSH have that mindset. You know, you're about to smash a window, I'll stop you. Don't stop it from smashing a window. It's an insured window. You're, if you ta- even tackling somebody who's about to smash a window means that you'd rather do that person bodily harm than, than let them attack a building. Buildings can take a lot. <laughs> the human body, not so much. I have one of those human bodies. I've taken a lot of damage over the years. Buildings got it all over me. Yeah, and, that building and uh, you guys kill. remember. Yeah, you guys might remember one of the first uh, people to really come out when I was anti-gun and saying that we shouldn't have guns was uh, old superhero, and uh, that uh, kind of led to the the funny Jesus clip from many many years ago. Uh, right. when I had Jesus come out and tell old superhero that. Jesus wouldn't bring a gun, <laughs> uh, which he did not think was nearly as funny as I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would have brought that whip, though. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a nine-knotted rope, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A nine-knotted rope you... is a very different from a gun or a whip. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't... I, I went to theologian school. Don't talk to me about the nine nine rope. <laughs> um, so old superhero and I did have a, a pretty strong disagreement online about who should carry guns. I know you don't want to name the person that we're talking about, the shooter from 2012, so I won't say that uh, ex-RLSH person's name, but I came out as saying we should have defended him in as much as we should have claimed him as our own as part of a problem that we created. As a historian, it only took me 15 minutes to find out who had talked to that superhero and given him advice about guns. And it was a lot of us. Without calling out names, it was a lot of us. And that's on record. Yeah. Anybody yeah. want to address that? Before Pretty my thought? time, I'm bowing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why we've got to be careful about what advice we give to new or uh, new to us RLSH because you know we give them advice on how to use weapons or even just techniques that don't involve weapons then we've got to first address the intent you know is the intent to start fights is the intent to insert yourself into dangerous situations like you you know it's I, I understand you know I try not to speak on this topic too much because my focus is more on like white collar crime, people polluting, people, you know, robbing through institutional means. But Mm. I think you really have to stop and consider, like, if you're inserting yourself into a situation, is your intention to try to resolve the situation peacefully? Or are you trying to start a fight and to, like, be the tough guy? And, you know, maybe even like in the case of the, the shooter recently, to go and shoot people with guns in order to start a, you know, a rebellion against the protesters. Uh, it really, more, more so than the weapon itself, even, it comes down to the intent. Like, if there are RLSH who do believe very passionately that they need to use weapons and that they live in violent communities and they, they've got to bring some form of weapon, then I can point them to examples of models for how, how to address that. Like, 
you know, the biggest one that always comes to mind for me is a very controversial one. It's the, the Black Panthers. You know, they did very organized uh, neighborhood watch patrols. They researched all the laws in their communities about how to legally carry guns. And their primary focus was on on feeding people, on de-escalating conflict situations. And that is a model that it makes a lot more sense than just traveling to some other community and trying to start a fight with rioters. You know, that's an important thing to remember, too, because, um, you know, Bug and I, this is, this is we, we were able to um, read a lot from a, someone who had been in law enforcement for 25 years, and for part of that had been a uh, um, prosecuted, was it a prosecuting attorney? Um, and, uh, the first thing they would do is go on to all your social media. This is for, this is for the, uh, the, the ones who would, uh, um, the attacker, they have their own attorneys, right? So not the victim. It's the attacker who has now taken the victim to, uh, court because you put down, you know, you put down an attacker, say you, you brought him down. Now they're taking you. Uh, to court and the the first thing they do is they'll look on your social media and they'll see did you pose with guns just like this kid Kyle you know everywhere on social media it shows him talking about the guns and what he was going to you know how he was going to protect that night anything else and uh, we can't as teachers Bug and I we have to make sure that we tell our students this is the last measure. This is self-defense. You don't want to kill anyone. You want to run away as often as possible because that's not being a coward. That is, if you can escape, escape. Because if one of our students, anyone who takes a class, ever encounters someone, they take them down, and now the attacker is taking them to court, they will pull us into court. They will find out what we taught that student, you know. Did you teach, oh, you've got to kill? That was the intent. The intent is take them down. You know, mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be oh, wait, working you guys, are, all that stuff. you guys are running a Cobra Kai dojo now? I want in. Right? Right? See, and that's the thing. That is the thing. If someone can pull that up and say, you know, see, so they can say, hey, you taught them that mercy is for the weak. You know what I mean? Um so we can't we can't do that. Your intent, you're right. The intent is what's your intent when you're going out there patrolling? What is your intent? Why do you need the firearm? Is it that dangerous of a situation? I could see needing the vest. Okay, I can see that because you don't want to be trying to break up a fight, and then someone pulls something out and and it discharges, and now you're dead. But really, it. it if we we we've known RLSH, prime example, Red Ranger, Justin Service, they were in the thick of it. They were getting shot at, and neither of them felt the need to pull out a gun and retaliate. You see, so uh, and yet they 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 have the gear. That's great. Have the gear. I'm not saying don't have the gear, but don't. Why do you need the weapon? You know, the the firearm. So that's. That's my personal stance. <laughs> like I said, this is if you if someone else wants to call in and say, Hey, this is why I carry 
a weapon. Hey, please. Uh, you know what? If, if you guys do want to talk, by the way, to us, if you're on hold, we will not know that you want to speak with us unless you hit one. Only hit it once because it's a toggle. And if you keep hitting it, you'll toggle it on and off, and we won't know. So hit it once, and, uh, and we, we'll bring you on. Excuse me. Excuse me. A toggle? Did I say that? I'm sorry. Toggle. Toggle. I did. I, I, said I, couldn't, I couldn't resist the yeah. Mystery Man reference. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, That's my nerdy husband. <laughs> but um, so you, you kind of brought something up with, like, having the gear – and something that when I talk to new people who are just getting into this and they say, well, what should I have? You know, that always, my answer is it always depends on what you're doing. Like if you are in a fairly low crime area doing handouts, you don't need a bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. You probably don't need a stab proof vest. You probably don't need any much body armor in general. If you are in a college area and you know there's going to be a bunch of drunk fights, again, you probably don't need a bulletproof vest. You just might want something to cushion a blow if someone tries to punch you. Like, it all really depends. And a lot of these people are like, well, when I get my full bulletproof body armor, it's like, well, why do you need full bulletproof body armor? Right. What's your intent? Again, we did outreach every single weekend before COVID with old school uh, outreach every single weekend. We never needed gear. We were there among, you know, people on drugs, you know, and some dangerous people sometimes, and we never needed gear. So it depends on what you're doing. Um, And we've we've also done more than just outreach. Uh, uh, We uh, we apprehended that one person who stole a tip uh, jar, uh, we intervened uh, with the uh, the, uh, the cabbie that was getting attacked, and there was the the incident when the guy stole the puppy. Oh yeah, yeah. Island encounters. Yeah. As I recall, the uh, the police officer took one of my shoes because DNA evidence. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! That's wow. Right. I yeah. totally forgot yeah, that, about that's this. The, yeah, he took my shoe for DNA evidence, and then when he ran the guys. Uh, the guy was a known animal abuser, and he had a, a thing a mile long. And after they found out, you know, I ran him down and got the puppy back that he had stolen, uh, they were nice enough to give me my shoes back and tell me to move along. <laughs> See, you know, it, Discordia is bringing up Night Raider was on a Grey Man patrol recently in Scotland and was attacked when he was protecting a woman. He's still healing from nasty flesh. To that, and I always... I always think these are some of the best things you can wear uh, hidden underneath. If you're going to go out, you know, and the bracers, one of the strongest parts of your body are your forearms. Um, And they can take a lot. If you have undetectable bracers on them, either the ones, Nightbug's got some slash proof ones, stab proof ones, or you can just have simple leather. There are people who wear leather and, you know, you can just look like a nerdy person wearing a leather set of bracers, but they will help to block and protect from slashing if you can. Uh, so if you're looking for something, you know, to have on it, Kevlar sleeves, exactly. Uh, yeah. GB, thank you. That's what we thought. Um, we did go out one time on an outreach event. This was in 2013. We were in New Orleans and we were with uh, 
he, he's now he's no longer with the initiative because he, he uh this kind of stuff. Um, but we went on a homeless outreach event. We did not know that first of all that this person was going to bring guns. Um, and they brought a gun. And they had it tucked in the front of their belt, hidden underneath their shirt. Uh, and there was a point where one of the uh, one of the guys in a camp was getting a little loud and and uh, kind of yelling at his at his uh, I guess significant other. They were kind of getting into it, and we we kind of kept an eye on them just to make sure that nothing got violent. And we we started walking, you know, a few of us at a time, not too many, over there. Now, what we didn't know until we saw some footage later was that. This person, uh, who was part of our team at the time, had put his hand under his shirt and was starting to pull out his gun when he heard the noises, you know, heard the the guy yelling behind him. And it's things like that. Now, now, did he need to pull out a gun? Did he even need to bring a gun there? Did he need to pull one out just because he heard some guy and some girl starting to argue? That could have gotten really badly. Um, yeah, nothing like making an already dicey situation even more so. Yeah. So, um, needless to say, he's, he's not mm. part of our group anymore because things like that were just the icing on the cake. But um, again, it, going back to the intentions that Tree Song, you were talking about, paired with what, uh, what old schools always talked about. As RLSH this, okay, this guy Kyle, he was protecting a dealership. As RLSH, I think that that the intention to protect human life should always be the priority. That, that if there's if there's harm coming to another, but but items are not worth fighting over. Uh, old school, you've always said that that you're, we're not yeah. here to yeah. protect stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're not here to protect stuff. Like I said. The, the one or two times we've had to get into it, uh, we were protecting people, uh, protecting a dog from a very dangerous person, protecting uh, a cabbie from a woman who uh, was trying to smash in his windows and was having a mental uh, uh, breakdown at the time. Um, people are important. Stuff isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, something we really should uh, take away from this. Uh, I've told you guys that I've been, um, I've been, I don't want to say mugged, but I've been strong-armed twice on patrol. And both times, you know, I was handing out sandwiches or handing out stuff. Someone runs up, grabs my bag, and uh, starts going through it. And both times, I had the same exact uh, reply. Man, I'm handing out sandwiches and socks. If you want to be in charge of the bag, it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, fortunately, both times, the muggers are like, Oh, and there's nothing in the bag. I, I have a, I have a little secret belt where I keep my ID and uh, my telephone for emergencies and a little bit of cash. Uh, but it's in a belt that's you know very hard to detect. And uh, that's it. There's nothing in there. And usually the person just kind of looks at me uh, guilty. And uh, or the crowd. One time the crowd started laughing and mocking him <laughs> because he was mocking the sock guy. And by the way. Aww. It's a it's a big part of contention with me that I'm only known as sock guy out here in Massachusetts. Uh, okay, I named so, it so old you know you be I go out of Getty man for the same thing. Yeah. You're co- oh, so, oh, oh yeah, uh, it's sort of making fun of the 
because they were mugging the sock guy. So I made him hand out the rest of the stuff. And by the end, he kind of had a good time with it. <laughs> See, that turned out well. There's no way it, But the thing is, it could have gone. It could have gone bad if you'd had a weapon, what if right? A knife in my, yeah. What if you found a knife in my bag or a taser or even pepper spray? I've been pepper sprayed enough times that I can put that stuff on my eggs now. But it still would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, then either, uh, for those who don't know, by the way, I was an end. Yeah, just to make sure everyone, no one thinks I'm like a, a like sketchy. I, I was an NBC uh, person in the military, a, a nuclear biological chemical person, and they would wake us up by spraying us with pepper spray just to just to keep us on our toes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> the visual. Oh, we I wish think. we had the taps this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just thought, you know, if you introduce the weapon into the situation, then either you might get hot-headed and use it, or someone might grab it from you and use it. And, you know, when you could just be handing out the sandwiches and someone steals a sandwich, oops, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, for the people, like, if, you know, if there are RLSH out there who feel really passionately about, uh, they're concerned about people's property being destroyed or stolen or vandalized, and they're... There are ways to deal with that that don't involve killing someone. <laughs> you know, huh. you can you can take pictures, you can you know document, you can call whoever you want to call about that. Like you know, I'm very slow to call the police for certain reasons, you know, having to do with racial justice and such. But you know, you, there are ways to deal with it that don't involve killing someone. Like you know, if if the shooter we're talking about in Portland, if he decided he was very concerned about property damage in Portland, then that doesn't mean he has to bring a gun and kill people. There are other roles he can play in trying to stop property damage in Portland. You know, he he wasn't in Portland. He was up in Wisconsin, uh, the the, the latest shooter. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You know, in the chat room, uh, Barry Man's saying, pick up a book on de-escalation and think about your priorities. Uh, Dave Proteus is pointing out that there are some people who just have that kind of face you want to punch, <laughs> but yeah, you need. <laughs> and it, but in that case, then you need to reevaluate your overall your intent overall instead of just arming up. You know, de-escalation, and you know, I remember a couple of years ago when when Bug and I uh, there was a new RLSH who just did not want to hear about de-escalation, and she she said I became an RLSH to fight bad guys, not to de-escalate, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, there's your red flag. There's your red flag right there. Um, Yeah, and and the Portland people know who she is, and I I hear that she's not really um, in anybody's, you know, uh, patrol groups out there for a reason. Good, because you don't want someone who hasn't learned yet. Everybody has the opportunity to learn. They can still learn, but right now that person wasn't ready to hear it. There, when we we helped with, do you guys remember Occupy? Remember that before all this, there was Occupy. (laughs) Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was fun. Right. It was it was crazy. Right. It was it was. So there were fun things about it because you know if you patrolled a lot, the, Occupy was the place to go and and try to help out. Um, at the same time, there was craziness. Like in New York, they were handling their share of. Um, I know the initiative at the time was handling their share of, of just insane uh, violence um, at the Occupy camp. Over here in the Bay Area, there was three Occupy. Uh, you know main camp um, sites. 
and and at each one there was one person who was you could not be on security because uh, Eon Bug and I and old school didn't you do Occupy Security with us too? You did, huh? Oh yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, um, there was a guy who would teach you couldn't officially be on Occupy Security for the camps unless you took the de-escalation training that he offered. It happened to be, a, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. It happened to be a man who owned his own dojo in San Francisco uh, who taught de-escalation to everyone, including uh, advanced courses for law enforcement. Um, you know, whether they used it or not was on them, but uh, this guy still exists. And he uh, was kind enough to do a whole hour-long de-escalation video for us. We filmed him, went to his dojo and filmed him. And when you meet the guy, he's to, to just long story short, the guy seems like the most kind Buddha, you know, gentle mm-hmm. man that you'd ever meet. Usually people who are well-trained and could kill you in an instant are kind. And, you know, if, if they, if they're not threatened in any way and they're, you know, they're, they're very confident with who they are. They're usually very kind and very um, calm. That's him. So if you guys want to learn from someone who's been doing it for years, I'll post links up to that video because the thing, we looked at it recently, and the things that he taught absolutely apply today. You don't have to kill someone. You don't have, you can, you, if you have to take them down, there are gentle ways. Impact knows it's um, uh, not jujitsu. I'm sorry. Aikido. Judo. Aikido. Thank you. Aikido. Aikido. It's, it's you're not you're not killing anyone. You're you're I can put that gently up. using their their energy <laughs> if you can. You're just redirecting it. So because the one thing with all this discussion, I'm thinking, Tree Song, you're saying there are other ways to address wanting to protect property, wanting to protect, you know, whatever we see out there if you feel so strongly. The problem is, is anyone teaching the RLSH that? Very few. Yeah, that's a good question. Very few, and there there should be more. Like, well, I'm reminded of a critique that is often levied against the the law enforcement that should also be levied against the RLSH, and Mm -hmm. that's if you spend most of your time focusing on how to how to shoot people, how to use violence against people, and then you take like you know one hour long course on de-escalation. And the rest is on how to kill. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. what is your mentality going to be when you go out there? Exactly. What are you going to hold? What are you going to, you know, retain? Right. Yeah. And that's something that they, uh, our, our instructors always taught us. Um, if you're confronted by someone who could potentially be violent, if you see a weapon on them, they're already telegraphing how they're going to attack you, which in a way gives you an advantage. But the reverse of that is, I think we've already said that, if you're carrying something that's very likely to be what your, what your presumed advantage is if a fight were to break out. Yeah. And um, uh, let's not forget, if the only thing you have is a hammer, you're going to look for a nail. Exactly. <laughs> if, the only yeah. thing, if the only thing in your toolbox is a gun, you're going to look to use it. You're going to look to shoot yeah. it. Um, one of the other things that uh, the old superhero and I argue about was just having guns around. Um, you guys know I'm ex-military. I, I have nothing against guns. My wife doesn't like guns. That's why I don't own a gun. Please don't rob me. 
but I don't. <laughs> I, have a cro- I have a crossbow, and I know how to use it. So. And you have a big old um, dog. You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, a- I'm afraid that big old dog has passed. Oh, no. new- we love have- dog. Oh. Uh, I have a new big old dog. His name is Tugboat, but he's a British bulldog, and he's uh, he's not very intimidating. He's not 140 pounds of death. Well, you do know that uh, on a lighter note, that that bug will come and take your dog because he is in love with your bulldog. So I will rob you for that bulldog. There you go. I, I will hold up poop on his oh, dick in order to rob you and take that dog away from him. <laughs> it took me so yeah. long to get that dog. Um, I refused <laughs> to have a bulldog bred for me because breeding bulldogs is horrific. Don't do it, guys. But uh, I always troll uh, pounds and stuff. If bulldogs show up, I'll go almost anywhere to get them. Uh, this little fellow was in Alaska. No, my goodness. Uh, and, <laughs> but I will do pretty much anything to get a, a bulldog uh, and rescue those guys because they're terrific and this guy was totally worth the effort. Uh, as I was saying, on a very different note, uh, as being ex-military and knowing what guns do, just having a gun in the house is not something you want to have, especially if you're not in the right mindset. And, you know, I always say we're an organization that attracts people like capes. That means we're going to get drama people. We're going to get dramatic people. And uh, dramatic people often our problem people or people who've had problems in the past. Um, having a gun in the house, you're so much more likely to use it against someone you know, against someone you love, or against yourself that just having it really isn't worth that risk. Yeah, you know, honestly... I know, I know that's not a popular thought, but it's no. if you look at the statistics, it's real. It's, it is real. It is real. Impact and I were talking about that, and that's all I'm going to say about it, Impact. But, yeah, we were talking about the same thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, mine, without a, uh, without one of those safes that needs a um, combination, I, w- I wouldn't have them in here without that. Because or, even a gun, my, or a gun lock. Right, right. Or a gun lock on it itself. Um, my my sons are, you know, um, scared to death of them, <laughs> but yet know them, know, know what's up with them. So, but um, agreed, agreed that it's scary to have one. And, and for me, I think I'm not trying to justify why, why, you know, I'm still a gun owner, but for me, I, I just really, at this point, um, I almost feel like it's safer in my hands because I know I'm probably never going to knock on wood, use it, you know, does, does that make sense? It's so strange, but I don't know. Um, then they have an it out there. Response. Yeah, it is. It's an emotional response. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that's okay. You, you're a person. You have emotions. I can understand that. That's definitely not a dig, but that's what it is. Yeah. You know. You know what it is. Honestly, I'll be honest. I love skeet shooting. I love skeet shooting. It is. Who's skeet? I don't know. Skeet. You know. You know <laughs> the trap. What skeet trap? Trap shooting. Clay pigeon. <laughs> That's, oh, I, I thought it was a guy named Skeet that you hated. No, yeah, it's a, it's a new villain named Skeet. I love Skeet shooting. I see your mama shoot him. Um, God, did we really just devolve to that? Uh, no, I, I like shooting. I like shooting clay clay pigeons. I love shooting traps. So, um, I, yeah. I, I've shot a little Skeet in the, in, in the past too when I was in, oh. in the military. It's, it's all right, go ahead. Yeah, and pretty <laughs> I'm not good those at poor it. Cl- those poor clay pigeons. 
they were coming right for me. Was it coming right at me? Coming right for me? Whatever. I, I South Park. That, but Thank <laughs> okay. you my there you go. On on a um on a more serious tip, uh, I think that um, we've had examples, and, and I, it's almost always ended badly with RLSH having guns. Um, and unless they're not saying anything, I right now I don't know of anybody who who we've worked with who carries one on patrol. Well, we've had not, not knowingly. Not knowing. <laughs> We've had people go to jail over carrying a shield. Uh, that was also during the oh, Occupy. Oh. You remember the shield? God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We still have the, the uh, newspaper article that, that uh, the magazine that, that covered that whole story. And um, yeah, uh, other weapons. Yeah, let's talk about other weapons, too. Uh, but while we, before <laughs> we do that, let's bring on Sky Knight from, uh, from Wichita. Hi, Sky. What's up, buddy? Am I in here? You are in here now. You are in here. That's what she said. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was. Wow. I, That's what okay. She said. Now I thought I was going to get some sort of indicator that I was in. Greetings and salutations, go. ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon. My name is Sky <laughs> Knight. Uh, no I drama mostly just at came all. in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know me. I mostly just came in here because I needed to go ahead and I, I needed to. Guys, be, I'm just going to go ahead and say something straight out over here. Um, and it's going to be a little bit – and it's going to be a little bit harsh. It's going to be a little bit – maybe uh, it, might, it might ruffle some feathers. I'm not going to – I'm not going to lie. But if you get into an altercation, I'm going to say it this way. If you get yourself into an altercation where you feel that a firearm or deadly force is necessary to resolve it, you have failed as an RLSH. Completely, <laughs> utterly, <laughs> totally. <laughs> if you have, like, if you feel the need, <laughs> like, if you have gotten yourself into a situation, so there are two possibilities. Actually, I will, I will put one caveat. You have really bad luck. That's the only other caveat. <laughs> really, really bad luck. Um, but. If you have, if you are on a standard, if you're on a standard outreach mission, or you are on a standard um, patrol mission, or something along those lines, there, and you have gotten yourself into a situation where you, it's either it's either you or the other guy, you have basically failed every single. Uh, you have basically failed every single. Just you've broken all the rules. There are no rules now. See those rules? They're all broken. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, now along the lines of what we were just talking about with the de-escalation. So, like you said, I'm not going to say that no one's ever been out on patrol and and had you know peaceful intent and was out there to you know um, just just hand out some food and some socks. That hasn't been. Yeah you know, messed with. Yeah, that happens. But like you said, to have the intent to want to pull something out and shoot them. Yeah, sure. You can, you can defend yourself if you had to coming upon something like that. Um, but yes, to want to cause uh, bodily harm, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's gone like, too far. Yeah. Well, you, maybe like just... you have, you have, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, well, one thing that comes to mind for me is maybe this is due to my experience in youth as being bullied. <laughs> but I've, I've, I believe that most people who are, like, demonstrating some degree of aggression to you, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to kill you, <laughs> you know. It's like you can try to placate them and try to de-escalate in various ways. And, like, even if they're being a little aggressive to you, pushing you a little bit or yelling at you a little bit, it doesn't mean you've got to pull out a gun and kill them. <laughs> you know, you can just right. say, all right, yeah. that's that's your perspective. You go ahead and yell at me for five minutes, and I'll hand out my sandwiches, and no. everybody lives. <laughs> but and and also the by no means, oh, yeah, is where... And, and by no means... Mm. <laughs> uh, you go first. You go first. Yeah. And I'm just all right. I'll just I'll, uh, I'll I'll say this, and I'm actually going to be done with this statement. By no means am I saying that any of this is any way easy, because it's not. It is legitimately cha- it is legitimately challenging for somebody for the sort of person who will put on a bright colorful outfit and go out and call themselves a real life superhero to take that kind of thing laying down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like aggression or, or or getting into an intense altercation because by our very nature, real life superheroes have extremely strong personalities. Like mm-hmm. that's just that's just a fact. Having said that, I'm not and 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 so just wanted to clarify that by no means am I saying it's easy, but you gotta you gotta be you gotta de-escalate, guys. Like there's no. It's not. It's not one of those things that it, this is not like an optional part of the material. This is like number one, guys. <laughs> and right. that's me. That's me done. Yep. So I use the soapbox. Like if you don't try to escalate, you automatically fail. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Impact. Were you? Were you? Were you saying something too? Yeah, so I was, so my original the point I was going to make was is, is very similar to what Sky and I just said, um, which is, you know, if you've if you've ever been on the RLSH corner of Facebook, and probably just a lot of Facebooks in general, but you'll notice a lot of these these brightly colored individuals, and I say these including myself, <laughs> will respond to any challenge of their ability or authority or whatever very very aggressively it is everyone does it it's uh, you know it some people have gotten good about not rising to, to challenges and like you know being telling be more thoughtful in their responses but everyone does it and granted facebook is an amplification and not necessarily how someone acts in the streets but it gives you an idea when when you see some people who they see something they don't like, they get so pissed off and go spouting off like, well, you can't talk to me that way because I'm ninja warrior, hawk, uh, spider. And I've been doing this for 25 years and I don't need you telling me what to do. And that, and, and I'm 14. whether or not they do that in the street, it gives me the, it gives to me, it gives me the sense of if someone and I've seen this happen in person. If someone makes a joke at them and says, what are you wearing those masks for? Oh, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, or what do you wear a mask for? You're going to go rob a bank. They're going to get pissed off and pick, try and pick a fight. 
or you, you look pretty stupid in those masks. Well, I'm a real life superhero and I fight crime and, and I don't need you talking to me. Like, and if you give these angry the people that respond angrily a fucking gun, I, I yeah. believe wholeheartedly that it will come out. That is uh, a, a point that I was thinking of while you guys were saying this. That, that just pretty much drives it home. Is You know, it's easy to say what we would do, what we could do while we're out there. We're sitting here, you know, in the comfort of our own homes. But under duress, when, when our heart rate, and in another show, we talked about what happens when your heart rate gets to a certain level and then when it gets higher and higher and how your vision, when they say you have that, that, that tunnel vision, it, it, it's, it's an actual thing that happens. Um, and if you don't train and train repeatedly uh, to have knee-jerk responses, to situations, you're going to do the most big clunky thing you know how to do. So if you throw a gun into that mix, you're going to go and reach for the most um, easy to, you know, stop the whole situation thing that you have on you, which is the gun. So if you don't have the gun and you've trained repeatedly in different scenarios with de-escalation, and, and remember, it doesn't always work. Sure, sometimes it can fail, but if we we train repeatedly and we go over it again with our teammates or just in the mirror with ourselves, what will happen if someone says, oh, your mask looks stupid? You know, if, if you don't... Boom! Yeah, right. If, if you don't train yourself how to de-escalate that and how to respond and how to have a thicker freaking skin, then yes, the you're, you're going to fail every time. You're going you're gonna to reach for whatever it is you can to fight back physically. And if it happens to be a gun... That's just never going to end well. So I think that the, the focus that we need to have going forward is where is the, the opportunity to de- de-escalate? I know of one video out there, and it's the one we suggested. I know of people out here who can – who I, the people I'm talking to right now, Tree Song and Old School, I'm sure that they have ways to, to help a person practice you know, uh, stepping back and breathing um, and and looking at the, the situation in a different way to train yourself so that under duress, when your heart rate's going crazy, you'll be able to go, okay, I already trained in this. I, I kind of know what to do instead of freaking out and lashing out. Well, one, uh, one quick thing. I remember when we were teaching uh, self-defense to the LGBTQQAAII kids uh, at the, uh, yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the clench I taught them? Yes. And and I was just so, thinking uh, about one of your 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 ways to remove a hold gently too. I was thinking about that today. That's funny. You were thinking that. Yeah, I uh, I trained uh, pretty regularly in martial arts when I was a much younger man. I followed uh, people around. Uh, I uh, took various different styles because I thought I'd be a real tough guy. Turns out I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, but I did get a lot of information out of it, and uh, Hapkido showed me how to uh, remove myself from a lot of situations uh, quickly and easily. And uh, also, almost every move we taught uh, ended with people running away. I like that. I like running away. That's a great way to stop a fight. <laughs> Not yeah. there. Yeah. If you know the fight is at 16th and Van Ness, there's a whole city I can be in. Besides 16th and Van Ness. 
And I would love to explore that city at rapid pace. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we also taught is during the clench, uh, just clench up real tight and close and breathe for a second before you do your next move. Uh, there's not always time for that, but sometimes that'll give you the that second you need before you go on to the next thing. I remember one particularly bad bar fight I was in in Germany when I was still in the military. And uh, I was taught this eye gouge move. And I rolled over on top of the guy. I was cheek to cheek with him. I moved my thumb to his eye socket. And I thought to myself, wait, I don't want to gouge out this guy's eye. <laughs> and I jumped <laughs> off and ran away. And then I got hit yeah. in the face with a stop sign, an actual stop sign that someone pulled off the wall and hit me with. Uh, so maybe I should have stayed down there and gouged the eye instead of taking the stop did sign stop? in the face. I did. I stopped funny. dead. It's not funny. It was kind of funny. I thought that you. It was a, I thought that you. You were saying you got hit with a stop sign, like you drunkenly ran into a stop sign. It went bam, and, oh no. and you were being funny, but you literally got hit with a stop sign. I'm sorry. I know the that's worst not part funny. about this. <laughs> Here, here's the intervening part. It was a, a, an American style bar with all these American like uh, road signs in it, and someone grabbed one off the wall and still had a stick on it, and they swung oh, it at God. me like an axe. Oh, to take God. my head off. And at the very last second, the wind caught it, so it hit me flat in the face, which hurt like hell, but didn't take my head off. Wow. But I'm still even taking that shot to the face, which was one of my, you, you guys remember what my nose looked like, uh, yeah. one of the many times <laughs> I broke my nose. Um, I'm still glad I broke my nose rather than gouge that guy's eye out. Because I saw that guy at base like a month later. I'm like, hey, remember that bar fight? He's like, yeah. Were you going to gouge my eye out? Like, I can't sorry. <laughs> but imagine uh, if the training had just taken over, right? Right, right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point because we, for years, Bug and I were teaching people, you know, because we, we, we will always emphasize, always, that this stuff is for life-threatening if you have no other way to get out of it. If there's nothing else you can do. This is last. You, you don't pull this out first. Never. Um, don't pull it out for a bar fight. Don't pull it out for a bar fight. We always, we teach our students that anything we teach you, if you are, if you picture it as a bazooka that is sitting on your shoulder and you could take somebody out with it, do you really want to do that just because you got in a little tiff over a parking space? Or because you're in a bar and someone looked at you the wrong. Do you really want to use that bazooka? Is it is it appropriate? So um, yeah, this this type of stuff it's it's overkill. The whole thing is overkill. Yeah. We're real life superheroes. We're not vigilantes, right? Isn't that what we are? Superheroes, not vigilantes. So uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, there are two different ways of, you know, reading comic books. You know, you can read The Punisher, like, do we want to be The Punisher or do we want to be um, Kamala Khan, the, the new, uh, uh, new Miss Marvel, who tries to de-escalate and tries to get people to, to calm down. Her first comic book, she never throws a punch. It's a terrific comic book, by the way. Uh, she talks nice. a guy out of robbing a bank. It's a great comic. Nice. <laughs> I got to go, yeah. go support our local comic book store, by the way. So we love them. Every Wednesday comic book day, so that's a good one. We'll go do that. <laughs> Kamala Khan and New Miss Marvel. Check her out. She has super stretchy ability. Also, our first mainstream Muslim superhero. Nice. Nice. There have been um, others, but she's real pop. Maybe. See, 
that's the thing. Like uh, when Batman first came out, he used guns. You know. Sure. And he was very violent. Well, yeah, but well, that uh, when he first came out, he went through kind of a process. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. he first came out, he didn't have guns, but then they serialized him. And those yeah. serials, he will shoot someone in a heartbeat. And why yeah. did he have a Luger in almost all those old uh, shows? <laughs> it's true. Batman he, had a, had two Lugers. <laughs> so, I can never so quite he, figure that out. Maybe he stole them off of a German soldier. Maybe that's why they gave him to gave him Lugers. That, that could be it. He See, did fight maybe. in World War II with... Uh, uh, the Howling Commandos, maybe? I can't remember which yeah. Yeah, Howling Commandos. The uh, Howling yeah. Commandos is Marvel. Oh, damn it. I always get that's right. the Howling right. Commandos. Uh, yeah, that's right. Captain America's that's team. Right. Right. So, well, thank maybe. Thank you for that. Uh, comic book lore. We're going to have to do that, especially we've got to get you back on here, you nerd, because comic book panels. But, yeah, maybe it was just a symbol that we, we conquered the Germans. We have their guns. We have right. their movers. So, um, but <laughs> sorry. Uh, getting back to this, I think that um, just the fact that we're talking about this now, maybe we can, because we tend to have good ideas on the show just from the, you know, the little spitballing and brainstorming, as it were. And, and uh, I don't know, maybe there should be a whole shift into, hey, guys, uh, de-escalation. What can we do to get together a really good pool of, uh, of de-escalation training in the time of COVID, you know, um, mm-hmm. to people who need it. And, and how can we make sure that people follow through with it? Uh, you know, I, I'm talking even quiz style and everything. This stuff is important. It's not like, oh, well, you get de- it? Yeah, kind of, you know. The de-escalation well, is super important, but I really think the demilitarization is something that we can do a lot quicker. And that is, don't look like you're a military presence. Like, we're talking about demilitarizing the police now, and I think that's a very important conversation. Uh, but I think we have to look at ourselves, too. And every single thread, every single page that talks about equipment, there always seems to be an escalation. Oh, if you're going to get this, then get that. Oh, if you're going to get that, then of course you need this. Maybe you don't need all that, guys. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. don't. Impact, you have yeah. a look that if it were all black, you could get the cops called on you as a possible shooter. But because it's yeah. so bright and blue and happy, you know what I mean? And it's got patches yeah. and such, it makes all the difference. Well, yeah. yeah, like ha- the 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 fact that it glows under a, under a light and parts <laughs> and it's bright blue and there's a Big superhero looking logo on it. Right. And, you know, you can see half of my face. And that's the big one for me is if you're going to wear a mask, and I know, like, Bugs got his very iconic mask, Skyrim's got his helmet. But if you want to wear a mask, I think at least if you're going in a team, at least a couple people should have the majority or at least half their face showing because, you know, I have goggles, but most of the time I have them up so you can see my eyes, you can see my mouth, which is where people really, you know, they connect. When you, when you can only see someone's eyes or you, or you can't see any of it, it starts to freak people out a little bit. Um, eyes and mouth really convey a lot of emotion, and that helps. Um, those bright Definitely. colors make people think, people immediately think Captain America with me. That wasn't really the intent, but it's what happened. <laughs> Roll with it. Like, I know, I know I wanted to be Captain America, but screw it. 
if I'm going to be the best damn fake Captain America, or as I call it, uh, Dinosaur uh, Sergeant USA, um, uh, I'm going to be the best fake version of it I can be if it's going to make people comfortable with me. Um, and even like, and like everything I have essentially, I mean, I do have, tend to have some, I, before the BLM marches came out, since then I have had nothing offensive on me. I used to have a pepper gel that I keep in a belt, in a pocket of my belt that you had to unclip specifically because I never, ever wanted to have to have it. But on the rare occasion that went out by myself, I liked having the oh shit, oh shit, oh shit option. <laughs> that said, it has never yeah. come out. I never intend for it to come out. I like the fact <laughs> it's hard for me to pull it out. Um, I've got the gauntlets that we've talked about on that whole previous episode but for my big defensive thing. Since the marches have happened, I've more often carried a shield in case rubber bullets start flying and I want to protect myself and people behind me. But largely, I've it's been pretty rare that I ever carried anything offensive. You know, my favorite weapon is to carry. I've been carrying it what? since I was a uh, security. Um, how many years ago? Oh, whistle. Your Tetsubo. My Tetsubo, yeah. No, my whistle. That's it. Yep, I have one That's of those it. sitting. I want to wait and live. Yeah, real loud. I want to on front of my desk. Oh yeah, you have you got if you guys don't have one right now, you're failing as real life superhero. There is nothing and I can vouch for this. We've had street riots that looked like Terminator came in and just you know, in the front of our uh, I used to work at San Francisco. It's still open. It's San Francisco's oldest and most famous nightclub. Uh and it, we've had riots out there that, that have been you can stop everybody in their tracks like a doe in headlights. You take a really good whistle and blow on it, and suddenly everyone's the target lock is broken, um, and it, it attracts attention in a in a better way than you know something else that could that could harm people. But bring a whistle, bring a whistle. You'll you'll That's why I people have flashlights in the too. Flashlights and whistles. I'm whistle. a big proponent of carrying a flash a good flashlight. Oh. It re- especially the, the the blinky ones get really disorienting. <laughs> oh yeah, those are remind I can agree with that. Those things can be. They can be. You know what? I remind me in another episode sometime. I'll tell you some of our uh, our bug was there half the time. He kept kept me company during a lot of my shifts at the club. Uh, oh, of what our flashlights. We we had them. You can't you can't be a security without a flashlight. But um, yeah, definitely they can. Definitely be disorienting. So uh, it, it'll be another time. Anybody who's a security guard out there will do a. You guys want to do a show together? We'll do one too. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mag lights, DV defend. That's what I was talking about. I right, be careful though with a mag light on patrol. Again, that's yeah. Matter, you know, and uh, not that yeah, I, I'm not talking about mag lights. I'm talking about yeah. smaller tiny. handheld ones. I own yeah. some bigger yeah. lights, and I and I those don't come out. Oh yeah, oh they're yeah. Too, they're too club-like. They are very club-like. They're uh, what do we got? Yeah, that? I, I own a six, six cell, yeah. a six D cell mag light. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's. We you keep know, it by the front door. Actually, that one just <laughs> if you were to go on patrol with that, that one looks like you're inviting again. It looks like it's a Darth Maul lightsaber. Yeah, you know so. <laughs> 
Now, if we're talking about de-escalation, that's that's that doesn't speak de-escalation no. to anyone who sees it. So, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you, we started. Well, the California Initiative started in August of 2011. I was really excited. I think I bought my, my blast knuckles maybe a year before that. <laughs> I've carried them a I lot. I wasn't going to call you out as the owner of those, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, they're, they're mine. But I'll tell you, I've never had to pull them out on anybody in, in since we started. I have flicked them on once or twice, um, but I've never actually gone for it. One guy pointed to them. He didn't even speak English. He was just like, he he, he kind of noted it, that it was there on my belt and was like, oh, and he went like a psh, psh thing with his finger, like he thought it was a gun. Um, so that made me rethink where I was carrying it. But, you know, my intent isn't to go out there and use that thing. Going back to the discussion of intent, I, I never wanted to have to pull it out. People are afraid of the noise, though. When we've demonstrated yeah. in a, when a few self-defense classes and you just hear that bug zapper sound. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a real yeah. loud... It, yeah, if you ever do carry them, you have to call them bug zappers. Wow. Right. Exactly. Oh, my God. What's even going on right now? Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, and, and remember, we haven't even talked about this, but any weapon you have on, you can be used against you. Right. If you're not prepared for that. If you're not prepared... I know. Forget it. <laughs> there was a dude who, and again, I'm not going to name names, who had one of those, you know, combat-looking vest gimmicks, and there were these loops on the front, and he had a knife sitting in it at, like, waist level. Like, I have, a, I have like, a little utility knife in one of the pockets of my belt that to get to, you would have to know where to look and dig in. He had it sitting on his, um, on his vest in, like, a utility loop, like, that anyone could pull off. Like, I was convinced yeah, that, this dude was going to get stabbed. In that, in, in that guy's defense, he, he really needed that to be quick draw so he could throw it at a ninja that is obviously going to attack him in any second. Especially yeah, when there. it's a folding knife, because those fly the best. They're oh, out yeah, there. Those, those fly so nice. You know those ninja <laughs> are out there, you know. And Korea. that's who we're yeah. all, uh, you know, <laughs> defending ourselves against. No. Well, I'm gonna have to jump off in a. Uh, I'm gonna have to jump off in a few minutes. I just want to end with this. Uh, you guys know that I run a food bank now, and uh, I have a great food bank here, the Elizabeth Peabody House. Uh, we give out food every Wednesday, feed a lot of families, and I also go on patrol every Friday, sometimes Friday and Saturday, uh, picking up needles. Uh, when I'm picking up needles, I'm on Methadone Mile, which is one of the rougher neighborhoods in Boston, about the same as. Uh, the old tenderloin. I don't know how the I, I've heard the tenderloins get a little gentrified, but old tenderloin. And I carry the exact same weapons on me to go to my haunted church food bank as I do to go on methadone mile, and that is nothing. And uh, it, it served me well so far. Yeah, this guy and guys, well, he he's not going to say it, but uh, we found out through the course of all the years we've known him and all the training we've done to the LGBTQ. I can't remember all the letters, QIA, um, center that we used to teach at, that old school is never to say it. He's a badass. He was military. He was trained in Bartitsu. 
Dude, oh my God, I can't even name all the things you're you're training. He's a medic. He's a medic. Uh, he kicks your butt. Combat but, medic, nuclear weapon specialist. And he doesn't carry anything. Uh, doesn't need to. Doesn't. So no, if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't feel the need to, you shouldn't either. So thank you, old school. We appreciate you coming out. You guys thank aren't you, friends with him yet. Try try to friend hey, this guy. Love you. Too. Oh, by, the way, by the way, real quick, your name, your your what's your uh, your real name and your wife's name? I always have to bring this up. <laughs> uh, Thomas Harley Davidson Strange. Uh, my real name was Thomas Harley Davidson. I changed it because my wife is about to get her PhD, and she told me in no uncertain terms she was never going to be Dr. Harley Davidson. Uh, so we both, <laughs> when we got married in San Francisco, we changed our name to Strange. Uh, so now I actually get to be married and have sex with Dr. Strange. <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> Thank you, old school. Uh, I love that. uh, One last fun fact. The uh, the day that we wanted to change our names, uh, it was San Francisco. We were the only uh, couple there changing our names uh, that weren't uh, making the transition from uh, one uh, gender to another. And that made the the judge stop dead. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like, we're getting married. That's awesome, dude. Oh. Thank you, and give Doctor Strange a hug for us too, because you know I'm the yeah, person Doctor Strange. Yes, okay. And your dog, <laughs> hold on to that dog. I will. Tugboat totally loves you. Yeah, we love that dog. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange. No, I'm sorry, that's his wife. Uh, uh, Thomas Strange, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, old school. Thanks, love you guys. Bye bye. Love you too. Bye. Thanks, old bye. school. <laughs> So we've only got uh, eight minutes left uh, on the show. So, yeah, we can uh, we can uh, one go ahead and pack. Sounds like you've got something you want to say. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing to what you just said about um, old school not being a badass, not carrying any weapons. Because a lot of the people who listen to this might not know him, but a lot of them know who Knight is. And Knight, who looks like a giant walking tank, also <laughs> is of the opinion. That you need no weapons. He, the man has had guns pulled on him on patrol. He has been in the middle of brawls on patrol, and he still believes that you don't need to carry a weapon. There you Pepper go. Spray, Seriously. Kubaton, taser, anything. He thinks none of it's necessary. And granted, again, not, every, not everyone's situations are the same, but if you want to talk about another badass dude that everyone, most people know of at this point, like, there's, that's two badasses who say you don't need yeah. to say So for me, I was expecting at least one person to call in and say, well, I, I carry a gun because of this. And I, I, I genuinely wanted to hear what is your reasoning? Because if, if there's something that we're all overlooking, um, it's important to have it brought to the light. But uh, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think, it, you know, right now I just, I, I can't think of a reason that you would need a gun. I can Think of a hundred reasons that you would need a vest, and that is what Red Ranger and Justin Service kind of demonstrated to us just a couple months ago. That yeah, a vest is a really good idea to have, but again, the retaliation because that's what the gun would be for is retaliation at this point. I certainly think on the on the other side of this discussion, I think even if you don't want to learn how to shoot, I think it's important to learn how a gun operates. That's something that our class taught us that 
maybe not every class does that, that it taught you how to shoot. It taught you how to take it apart. It taught you how to clean it, put it back together. Unjam it. If you, if you end up in a situation, I mean, you, you don't want to pick up a gun that, that someone drops on the street. Right. But it's important to not be afraid of them either. If you, that, if I literally was having this conversation all the weekend with my girlfriend. When, when I was discussing, she's gone ski shooting. She's like, she wants to do that again. And I said, I want to learn to say, I want to do a gun safety course. Yeah, and she do it. does too. Do we both, and we both neither of us want to own one. Right. I have no desire to own a gun. But that I want to know that if, God, that if I'm in a situation where one ends up in front of me, where I know right. how to hold it, how to handle it, if, you know, heaven forbid, I for some reason need to have, have it. Or if it right. somehow ends up, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't want to be in a situation not know what I'm doing. Right, right. Definitely. Um, Spectral Hawk is, says, and how to quickly disarm someone with a gun and then disable the weapon. Well, well, we can teach you how to disarm a gun, and we try to train to see how fast we can do it. What we do is we we have a uh, we have a uh, you know training gun. And we try to see if you can disarm it before the person clicks the trigger. And with that, knowing how to disarm someone, Bug and I are of the mind that if someone has a gun, just give them whatever the fuck they want. Excuse my language. Whatever you've got is not worth your life. Just give it up. Yeah. If they're so, trying to take I, I you gonna, somewhere, yeah. don't. <laughs> but uh, I, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. Like, that's your, that is because we like because that's a term I like. That's the nuclear option. That is, if they're asking for your wallet, give them your goddamn wallet. Right. Cancel the credit right. card. Cancel the credit card when you get home. It's not that right. big of a deal. You lost a hundred yeah. bucks in cash. That, why were you carrying a hundred bucks in cash? You lost your credit card. <laughs> okay, it's canceled. All right. Right. What was my favorite? It's so I'll see. Now I wish I wish that old school hasn't left already because he might know this one. There was a. Uh, a Batman comic I read where he was uh, I think he was introducing Robin to guns for the first time not to shoot but he's like we're going to learn how you know we're going to learn how they operate and how to disarm them we'll practice throwing them later throwing them <laughs> and I thought that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. nice um, you know what uh, we've got we've got four minutes left we've got we've got We've got Discordia in the chat room. We're going to give you uh, – we're going to end up wrapping it up. So, Tree Song, before we pull Discordia on, um, there's three minutes left now. Is there is there anything you want to close with? Uh, let's see. I think we covered pretty well. Like the de-escalation and the intent in going out is important. Uh, like I like the, the idea of the default assumption being no weapons and then only adding them in if you really have some specific reason. And I'm also reminded, too, of community. Like, you know, you've got to be very careful when your idea is to you live in one community and then you go far away to another community and you bring weapons to try to patrol that community. That That is inherently problematic, I think. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I wouldn't go to Tampa with weapons. And that's the cross <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely. It's... It, the whole weapon thing, and and you know there there I think it's become a point of uh, bragging rights. It's become bragging rights to say, oh, I carry this, this, and this. And I always thought to myself, why? Why do you have a sword? 
why do you have that? Why do you have that and that and that? You know, unless you are actively taking down someone, I don't really see why you would need, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a conversation for another time is, is allowing, but we asked them tonight, if you've got it and you want to tell us about it, why you carry it, um, do so, but no one, uh, no one took the bait. <laughs> so uh you can still tell us guys. We'll put we'll put what you said uh on the on the page on the Heroes One O One Facebook page, you know, as a rebuttal if you if you strongly believe that you have a reason to carry this or that. Um we wanna be fair. Uh with that, let's see, a Discordia, we've got like a ninety seconds. So what we'll do is you know what? Uh, do we have time to open our gonna it's gonna close out on us. It'll yeah, it'll probably close up before we get to 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 really hear. What we will do is Discordia. We will we are inviting you to um tell us what you were gonna say and we'll put it on our Facebook page and direct people to it whenever they log in to listen to this. Um so uh with that we also want to tell you guys that we want you to check out Peter Nowak's uh new book, The Rise of Real Life Superheroes and the Fall of Everything Else. T. Krulos' new book, American Madness, that's Peter Nowak Krulos, T-E-A-K-R-U-L-O-S. Um, we, we've met them. They're great people, great guys, and their books are out right now. Uh, and I want to thank uh, our guest, Old School, who's not on anymore, and Tree Song, thank you so much. Uh, Impact you. and Nightbug, thanks, you guys. We appreciate you coming on here and talking about this. This is really important, and we, we hope you guys learned something. We'll put up links to uh, anything that we talked about tonight um, right on our page. So we, we appreciate you being here and listening to us and um, want you guys to stay safe. So with that, you want to take, take them out impact, take them out. Well, I had nothing. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that to you. Love you guys. Please stay safe. The whole Hey, right.